Oh wow, you're right. It loaded up right away. We're live. <laughs> Sweet. Hey, great. Perfect. John, where were you today? I was at the Calgary Comic Expo. Yay! One, one of Comic the biggest, and Entertainment Expos. My bad. Mm -hmm. Yes. One of the biggest cons in Canada. Do you know what rank it is? Third or second? Probably second. What? I think Fan What's Expo is still it? bigger. Fan Expo. Where's Fan Expo? Toronto. Okay. Just to, if something is bigger, assume it's in Toronto. Is, is or Vancouver? Yeah. Mm. What's the what's the big like guest, um, like the guest of honor this um, year? Their guest of honor was I think Norman Reedus, but he had to cancel. Yeah. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So um, Neil Patrick Harris is going to be there tomorrow. Right, but wasn't that like a super last minute? That was yeah, a super last minute thing. Yeah. It was like announced yesterday, I think. Or yeah. Something. yeah, I think yeah. it was today, actually. It might have been today. Um, that that just even Norman Reedus seems like really on a, the small scale since like years in past have been like the entire Star Trek cast. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's it seems a little uh, soft this year compared to previous years, but I mean they were overdue for that because they've been trying to scale it up as much as possible. They've got okay. uh, Optimus, Prime, Optimus Prime's voice actor. They got one of the uh, Arthur Darville, which is Rory Williams from Doctor Who. Yeah, Peter. Collins. Did they get um, what's the voice of Male Shepherd? Because that guy's yeah. always there. He's probably there. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, he's I'm there because he lives in Edmonton. So like, why wouldn't right. he be? And there's like never a line for him. And I remember going up to. Get. I think I think I got one of the Mass Effects signed, and he was like, "Hey, you should go, you should check out my new comedy show." And I was just like, "Uh, no thanks." <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's hilarious, and maybe I'm missing out. But I was just like, "Uh, I just want you to sign my Mass Effect thing." I mean, that's what everybody who goes to see him does. So right. Rosario Dart. Yeah, I can't talk today. Rosario Dawson is there. Tom Kenny, the voice of SpongeBob. Right. Actually, oh yeah, I did see Rosario, and because I've been watching uh, Daredevil, which is so good. By I, the way, I guys, need to see it. Yeah, you guys need to check out Daredevil. It is so good. Anyone who's on the fence, uh, watch the first two episodes, and by the end of the second episode, if you're not into it, I guess you can stop. Although I hear it's fantastic. Yes, you can. Stop. But the end of, of episode two is so good, to the point where you actually tweeted about it. Yeah, yeah. And lots of people had like I kept hearing about the ending of episode two, real good, real good, and it was like, yes, everyone was correct. That was that was awesome. But what did so? What did you do at at the expo, John? Uh, stood in line to get our pass because nice. It took a while. Did you get to, Did you get onto the show floor? Yeah, we did, but it took like half hour to get this little bracelet, and it's like okay. super glittery too. I don't know if that comes out on the camera. Great. <laughs> Is it paper? No, it's you know that waterproof bracelet, the ones that you always get, the little snap ones. Okay, like the stick, the ones that are sticky. No, like the, no, like the ones that have like the little snap. Like you know how I can't even I can't I, see I on the right. camera. I don't know which one you're talking about. Yeah, like they have like a little snap spot on it. I don't think okay. There's, I see. It. I've never had it. side. Yeah, I've never had a bracelet like that. They're really common. I was thinking of the ones that like are really hard to break. You know the ones I'm talking about where they yeah. like stick her down? Yeah. That you get like at a rave or something that are kind of neon. Or a concert or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit, Skeletor's voice actor is here. Nice. Okay, there you go. Mick Foley is here. 
did did you so what was the coolest thing you saw or did you get anything signed today no this did you buy was, this anything was walking around the expo hall picking up stuff yeah okay what'd you get so far got some posters um got a model kit of metal gear rex from metal gear solid one that's okay. so good i know <laughs> i'm happy i can't wait to put that together um yeah, where's it gonna go wherever i can find room that's that's kind of what's on room. like <laughs> yeah you got no room left i'll find room what which, speaking of no room left, where is Michelangelo hanging out these days? Michelangelo's hanging out with the arcade machine right now. He uh, he, guarded, some, he nice. guarded our door while we went out to the expo hall. Okay. Makes sense. You would want a ninja to do that. And a giant exactly. mutant one would be best. It, so. it really a helps. teenage mutant one. He tends with to know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cowabunga. To the man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You gotta build shelves or something. Like, just put a whole uh, bunch of shelves on your walls. I picked up some small shelving units and put some more stuff on them, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, all those, all those turtle bobbleheads have a home now, so does Bowser. Nice. Stuff like that. Nice. Museums have lots of shelves. And podiums. You do need to get podiums. podiums. I am not Yet. getting a podium. I'm not getting but, a podium. But you have some Metal Gear Rex now. You have a reason to get a podium. <laughs> also, a Wii Mini. I already have one. I know. That's why you need a podium. Oh my god. Uh, so what what other days are you going? Are you going uh, for all of them? Tomorrow for sure. Uh, I'm gonna try to like catch the rest of the expo and pick up or like all the vendors and pick up stuff. Cause like the room is so big and it was only open for four hours today, so we just couldn't hit everything. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Thursday was a day. They added yeah. that, yeah. Like two years ago, they added that. I think yeah, so. I haven't yeah. been. I haven't been for years. So, um, so that's cool. Um, is there anyone you're excited to see? Like you're gonna definitely get in line for? Uh, tonight's actually the night I'm gonna look through the list and see who's there and what their time slots are. Okay. But oh shit, Stan Lee canceled. Fuck, I didn't know that. Yeah. Get Tara Reid. No, no, Brandon no one cares about. Uh. Calgary. Oh, Brandon Root. That's cool. No, he canceled. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Too bad. Bummer. One of the dudes from Sharknado, Ian Ziering, is going to be there. There's a lot of Beverly Hills 90210 people here for some reason. I work with a guy who was an animator on Sharknado. Nice. Was he proud is of it? it? Uh, I think so. He's an interesting guy. Cool. He's, like, he's he's kooky. Cool. Oh Kooky's shit! Carl good. Weathers is here. How did I not remember that? Wait, really? Carl Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who's Carl Weathers? Uh, Apollo Creed from the Rocky movies. Um, okay. The, the black actor the from the eighties, basically. Yeah. He's on Arrested right. Development stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually a couple of people I might like at least see how the lineup is and maybe say hi maybe get some stuff signed but yeah mainly i'm just going to pick up stuff and see friends i haven't seen in a while how much are tickets now for that show uh you cannot buy them at the door uh you actually had to buy them in advance and a four-day pass was 95 bucks yeah (laughs) and all you're going uh yes i'm going tomorrow and i'm going saturday for a few hours is there anyone you're excited to see? 
Uh, no, tomorrow we're just going to do the expo hall thing, look around, talk to some people, probably meet up with John and say hi or something. Um, Saturday, I'm working the Extra Life Calgary booth for a while. So I'll oh, be really? There. Oh, that, that's yeah. cool. I didn't even see their booth. Do you know where it is? Nope. That's going to make right. this real interesting. <laughs> oh, boy. Good luck with that. I'll yep. check the map and tell you later if you need. All right. But what does that entail working that booth? Like, is it just going to have games I, uh, up for people to you, come play? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what I got into. But All right. When is Extra Life? You'll, is be, you'll be hanging out and just chatting with people, telling them about it. Uh, it's November 9th oh, okay, so or 7th, okay. somewhere around there. Okay. I believe it starts October 25th, but like the game day is November 7th. Do you guys ever go to any of the panels at the expo? Last year I did for a Ninja Turtles one. Okay. Um, I think that's really the only panel I've gone to in years, though. I mainly go for the, the expo hall and to get some stuff signed. I usually... I like panels quite a bit. I went to a couple like reboot ones, which was cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are always cool to be at. Yeah. Man, when, when is that new reboot coming out? I was just thinking that, like, wait, didn't they say reboot's coming back? That was a while ago. That was at least a year ago, yeah. Where's new reboot? Anyway. Yeah. Top-down perspective. <laughs> video game podcast. Uh, April 16th. I'm Sean Booker. John Wheeler's here. Yo. Paul Fleck. Hi. Um, Paul, what you've been playing? Oh, man. All right. So I have a few things to list off here. I'll just start with Warlocks versus Shadows, which is an early access game that they're currently working on. It's like um, a 2D brawler type game. Like it has the old pixel style that every indie game does now. And it focuses more on a combat system. And like it's almost think like a pixel like Castle Crashers, but each screen is like a stage and then there's waves of enemies that attack you and there's like a combo system in it. It's pretty cool. I It's kind of unplayable for me right now because it's only keyboard controls. They're still working on controller support, but when that comes out, it'll be really good, I think. So that's been fun. Um, I jumped into Pillars of Eternity finally, though, and that game is daunting, probably is the best word to describe it. It took me... I think 20 minutes to just make my character because there is so much lore in making your character in that game. Like the first thing you do is you choose your sex, male or female. And there is like a write up for each. So I was like, okay, I'll just do a male or whatever. Next. What, uh, what, uh, not class. What is it? Like race do you want? And then there's like a whole bunch of different races. And after you choose a race, there is also, like, what type of, like, race are they? So, for example, I chose a dwarf. And you could be, like, a city dwarf, a mountain dwarf. There's, like, stats associated with everything and lore behind everything creating your character. So that took a while. And then after that, I was actually kind of surprised at how much I got into that game. Like, there is a lot of reading to be done. And uh, there is a lot of dialogue. What kind of game is this? What genre? It is uh, the old school um, team based like party RPGs. So like okay. um, Fallout or Baldur's Gate. It's more akin to Baldur's Gate than Fallout, but okay. um, it does it really, really well too. Like it is 
it is a modern version of that. Like if you were to go back in time and play one of those games when that first came out, that's exactly what this game is now, which is kind of fantastic in a way. It's like, I know Dragon Age is this basically, but this is more of that old school feel than Dragon Age. Dragon Age was a little more streamlined and a little easier to get into. This is very meticulous. You have to kind of know what you're doing. There's like the... It basically for anybody that's ever played D and D, it's basically like D and D, Dungeons and Dragons. So there's like resistances and like glancing damage and all that sort of stuff. It's kind of crazy, and I was more surprised that I actually started getting into the story right away. Like it's you kind of are like you make your character, then you're sick. That's how it starts, and you were picked up by like a traveling group of people or whatever. They get ambushed and you walk into this thing where like there's this weird ritual going on and then it just kind of takes off from there. And I don't know, man, there's (laughs) there's so much in there and it's like two hours out of a possible like 80 maybe ahead. So I think that's going to be the long burn for this whole year. I don't really know what else to say about it. It feels good. I had some weird technical issues on my side for whatever reason, like the audio and dialogue and stuff like that was a good couple seconds after it should be. So it felt like there were long pauses of silence when they should be talking and just stuff like that. The music would queue up weird, but I think that's just a technical issue. I have probably a bad driver or something. Okay. Uh, on the complete opposite side, I was playing a bit of the Killing Floor 2 beta, and that game is exactly what I wanted it to be. Like, I really liked Killing Floor 1, even though that game is severely dated on the, like, I think Unreal 2 engine. It was a mod from back in Unreal 2 days. So this is the update to that, and it feels like a modern shooter. It feels good. The UI is really good. The music's still fantastic. Um... I I hesitate to play a whole bunch of it, though, because it is only 4 out of 10 perks or classes that you can choose right now. And one of them is not the sharpshooter class that I like. There's uh, the berserker, the medic, the support, and the commando, I believe, are the ones. And I kind of don't play any of them except medic I tinkered around a bit with. So for anybody who doesn't know what Killing Floor is, it is a team-based wave survival first-person shooter so waves of enemies just keep coming at you you upgrade your weapons and you have to work as a team to take them all out um it was kind of renowned back when it came out because it was very gory and like the heavy metal music and all that sort of stuff like it was just a complete power fantasy of killing zombies with a bunch of friends it continues to be that to this day but it works really really well I just wish I had friends in the beta to play it with. That's the problem. Sure. So how do you get in the beta? Uh, I just had a key for it in my email. So okay. Yeah. So that's been fun. Uh, that comes out actually next week. I just want to look up the date here. I believe it's the twenty first. Yeah, it comes out on the twenty first in early access. I think it's going to be thirty dollars. So if anybody's interested in trying that out, that the early access version of uh, Killing Floor 2 will be out. I think they slated the full release of it to be later this year, probably around Halloween, I would guess, when they usually do their Halloween event. But, yeah, it's real fun, and I would recommend it to anybody who wants to do that. Uh, Another game 
Titan Souls. So Titan Souls came out. I've completed it. That game is really good for people that might not. This kind of got overshadowed probably by like Grand Theft Auto on PC coming out and some other big stuff that's been happening. It's an indie game where you play as whatever. It's Shadows of the Colossus, basically. Like a simple Shadow of the Colossus. It's a, you play as a boy. Is it also supposed to be like mixed with Dark Souls? Uh, kind of, yeah. So you play as a character who only has a bow and arrow. This stemmed from a Ludomodare game, I think from 28, uh, where the theme was uh, you only you can only have one or you only have one was the theme for that jam or whatever. So that's okay. where it stemmed from. And you only have one arrow. Like you have a bow and arrow, you have one arrow, but you can call it back to you after you shoot it. And okay. this game focuses a lot on dodging enemy fire and, like, getting away from enemies and then pinpoint precision with firing that arrow at, like, one spot on their back or, like, when they... One of the enemies will, like, roll around, say they're a ball, and they have, like, one spot where you can hit them, so you got to line up a shot while dodging, like, their fire or whatever and then shoot them. The nice thing is that it only takes one shot per enemy. The problem is it's usually really hard to get that one shot off. So it's very akin to the Souls games in that there is a lot of dodging. There is a lot of you have to be accurate and your timing has to be perfect. But I kind of like that. Like, I don't know. Aren't you a fan of the Souls games? I am. So this was kind of just like, it's a boss rush game. That's probably my biggest problem with this game, if there's any, is that there's a giant overworld, like a huge overworld, but there's, I think, 16 bosses, maybe a few more. I, I don't think I've seen all of them. And walking around, getting to them is kind of a pain in the ass when I just kind of want to keep fighting. But then I was remembering back Shadows of the Colossus. It kind of needs that almost. Like, you need to feel like you're traversing a thing so that when you fight this giant enemy, it makes sense that they wouldn't be right beside each other or whatever. So there's, like, a mountain range there's like a swamp there's a garden not a garden like a forest and stuff like that so you have to move around quite a bit in the overworld and i think that it feels empty in a way though whereas i didn't feel shadow of the colossus did like you're moving around a whole lot in this overworld and then you go into like a little area with a boss fight but that whole that's kind of what shadow colossus is i'd say shadow colossus is quite empty yeah, I don't and like thinking like back the only on thing it. Else in that in that world is like lizards. Yeah, and fruit, and don't forget the fruit. Right. I th- and remembering back, I don't think I like that very much. Okay. Like a whole bunch of are empty you, are space. You climbing the enemies at all, or is no. it just that they're big? They're okay. They're not even all and, that big. And have a weak spot. Maybe that's what the difference is. Is that in Shadow of the Colossus, it made sense as to why you had to travel this far because this thing is fucking huge. In this, it feels right. like there may be like five to ten times the size of your character model because it's all done in a top-down perspective. Little plug there. Yeah, I know. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, Whoa. Pixely, like, graphic style. So they couldn't go huge with any of the monsters, really. Not that they're small, but they couldn't go grand scale like you d- could do in a 3D world with shadows. So I don't know. Um, that game's fine, though. I heard a lot of people saying that it's way too hard. It isn't, and that's probably what I like about it, is that... They're just babies. No, it's not that. It's just that it's the perfect amount of difficulty for the limitations of the mechanics, because if they made it any harder, 
it would just be too hard where like this is just an impossible task that you've forced me to do where you can actually think through a puzzle with like a monster and then they kind of do the same thing every time or you can bait them into doing different stuff and that's why it feels fair to me like one monster for example has two arms or whatever when you go and like there's obviously a center point where you're eventually gonna have to shoot him when you go to the left a little bit he'll use his right hand to like try to hit you if you go to the right a little bit he'll use his left hand to try to hit you that sort of thing and each time he's switching hands that's covering his weak spot so you have to kind of bait out like the other hand that's covering his we'll just call it heart or whatever to move and then when he moves it to attack you that's when you take a shot so it's kind of puzzly in that way in that dark souls kind of isn't sometimes whereas dark souls will be it feels almost randomly generated some of the attacks and monsters will do where you're just kind of waiting for an opening you can actually kind of force some of the openings in this game by just playing around and i think that's what i like about it but um yeah that game's not very hard and it feels too short it'll take you to beat it an hour (laughs) so a little over an hour yeah entire game yeah it feels a little short (laughs) so that's my problem with it is like there's a giant overworld 16 bosses right yeah i think wow okay that's really surprising. Yeah. Yeah. But all right. Well, I don't know. Yeah. There is a checkpoint near all of the bo- like say you go to like the mountain range area. There's three bosses in this area. There is a checkpoint that is kind of between all three of them. So if you die, you just start there and then you can run back to the one you need to kill or finish off. So it's kind of forgiving in that it doesn't start you all the way back at the very beginning. You have to run all the way back. Otherwise, they might have added on another hour worth of just travel time. So I'm glad they didn't do that. But that game is very much like you'll go into a boss fight and you will die right away. It's just the way that game goes. You will die right away, but you will also see what the enemy does. You'll go in again. You'll move away from that attack and then he'll have another attack and then you'll die and then you'll go back in and you'll maybe run around for a while dodge everything see what his attack pattern is then eventually when you get tired of that he'll kill you you go back in you have your strategy you kill him like it you can usually two or three shot any of the enemies in that game the final boss is kind of a bitch and i feel like i got lucky on that but i'm not going to spoil that for anybody who wants to play this game i would recommend it it's only I think fifteen or twenty dollars, and even though it's an hour long, it could be longer depending on how many times you die. I died a lot okay. too. I think I died like it says your total. I'm probably at eighty something deaths in that game. Okay. So, but so it could be really short if you're really good. It could be probably ten minutes if you're really good. <laughs> but like, like speedrunners okay. could do this game probably. If they were good enough, this would be a fun game to watch people speedrun. Actually, um, yeah, I think I still recommend it though. I really like the music. I really like the art style and like how it looks. It reminds me very much of Sword and Sorcery, like that kind of um, pixely style, but without the like weird dangly arms and legs of the characters. Okay. So, yeah, man, the game's pretty good. Speaking of pretty good games, I finally played Grand Theft Auto Five on the PC. That is out, Ooh, and that was it, the PC version. It is the best P- 
PC game Rockstar has released. Because it that's, is that's not okay. saying much. It, yeah. It's really good. So like I I don't even know what to say about it that hasn't been said about just let's not even talk about GTA 5 because that game's been out for a while. You know if you like GTA uh-huh. games or not basically. It runs at a like perfect 60 frames plus. It, it's the smoothest experience I've seen a GTA game ever. And the fact that like they can do this with this giant world basically like the biggest problem i have is you load into the game it takes a while to do that initial load but once you're in you're in you're in this giant world there's no hitches there's none of that shit everything feels really good like you could drive across the city you can drive into the countryside and stuff there's no lagginess there's none of that i've been doing a few things just hanging out with friends in the game as well and like we're seeing the exact same things they're driving and I'm shooting doing drive-bys in the car or vice versa. We're doing missions together. Like it is just, this is the type of game that reminds me why triple a games can be so good because that polish is like no thing an indie developer could ever do. Just the hundreds of thousands of man hours that obviously went into it to make sure the netcode was working good, that there was no hitching in weird spots, that there was no problems when you were trying to join your friends. The Rockstar Social Club hub or whatever in the game is really nice looking. Like everything about it feels really good. The problem I have with the game is that it's still Grand Theft Auto, like the campaign. So I'm yeah. not playing the campaign very much. I've just been kind of playing the online with people. Did you play Grand Theft Auto Five originally when it came out? Like two hours, and then I turned it off, and it's the same thing I did with this okay. campaign, too. But I've been playing... The heists are fun. Yeah, no, exactly. We've been doing the heist and, like, just screwing around. It's bas- This is basically taking the place of Arma for, like, the group of friends I play with, where we just kind of okay. go in as, like, a team or whatever. You can form your own crews in this game. Right, and you're talking about the online heist, right? Yeah, or just, yeah, like... I didn't play any of that. I only ever did the some of the story heists. Yeah, so that it's basically that, only with your friends now. So right. that's pretty good. Going around the streets and just, like, finding somebody who's random, not in your crew, and gunning them down, that's pretty good. Then they'll spawn back in and get revenge on you. Like, it's all just really well done. And it was probably worth the wait, I would think. Like, even Are though you playing first person at all? Yeah, I go back and forth between them. Okay. The biggest problem I have with that is that there isn't a button to just go into first person and then snap back to third person. You have to, it, what the button is, it's V for like the standard keyboard controls. And it'll start kind of like almost right behind your back. It'll start at the normal GTA like uh, camera. You push V, it'll go back out a little bit. You push V again, it'll go back out more. Then you push V one more time and it'll go first person. So you're cycling through the cameras. There isn't just a first person switch like quick switch it's like a a racing game kind of and it's kind of annoying this is where the comparison comes into arma as well again is that in arma you'll be playing third person to like make sure that there's no one around you but then when you get in a gunfight you hit one button and you're looking down your sights so that's kind of what i wanted (laughs) i kind of want to be able to just go into first person instantly and not have to cycle through three cameras to do so but okay. the fact that that's my biggest gripe for, with the game is fantastic. Like, I am actually really happy about it. So 
I definitely recommend that to anybody who wanted a game to play with their friends. It's I will totally just a lot of fun doing some gang activities and killing random people or just going shopping. <laughs> like it doesn't matter what you do. How big was the install? Sixty five gigs. Okay, because I, I saw the retail copy version of this game and it's like seven discs. Yeah, which is insane. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big install. Yep, totally worth it. Cool. Yeah. That's all I played, though. All right, John, what have you been playing? All right, before we get to the main deal, uh, played Super Mario Brothers Deluxe, which is okay. the, the Game Boy Color version of Super Mario Brothers, where they added a bunch, a bunch of extra stuff. I think that was like the second Mario game I ever played. Was Deluxe or the original yeah. Mario? It was Deluxe. Deluxe is... I, I never played it before, so... Okay. I played a lot of Deluxe. It's it's fun. I like the challenge mode. You like you go through a stage, try to find the five red coins, and try to find the uh, hidden Yoshi egg. I honestly don't remember much about it. It was so long ago. I played deluxe. Uh, apparently, I think you also unlocked lost levels in it. Or yeah, if you say so. I think so. I don't know. Enjoying that. But what's uh, better, Super Mario Brothers Deluxe or Super Mario Land? Super Mario Brothers Deluxe easily. I really like Super Mario Land. That game's weird. Like, well, it's super weird. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, it's a weird Mario game. You're you start in like Egypt or something. Um, I forget if that's the second world or no. Actually, oh, I think you're yeah. right. You do go into a pyramid and fight a Sphinx at some point. That, I think that's the second wor- uh, level or something. But anyway, that's a weird game. Yeah, but uh, main thing I played this week was Mortal Kombat X. Cool. Is Sub Zero awesome? Or at least I tried to. <laughs> uh oh. So, Mortal Kombat X launch had a lot of issues, uh, especially if you got the Steam version. Yeah, I heard the PC one was broken. Yeah, so with the PC version, they had procedural downloading enabled, so you would get like the first download the first three gigs of the game, then you could load it up and play a little bit of single player, like some one on one fights, and then the rest would download in the background. Right. But that didn't happen with the Steam version. For some reason, it only downloaded that first three gig chunk, and that was it. Do you have the Steam version? Is that what you're saying? No, I don't. No. But uh, the PS4 version also had issues. Okay. So I got it for PS4. Um, the PS4 version, I I installed it. I installed all the download download content. Got the day one gig, two gig patch. And when I went to play the game, uh, story mode was not selectable at all. And when I went to go to any of the online stuff, it crashed. So restarted the game, went in, online stuff worked fine, could do whatever I want, look, joined a faction, uh, played some of the towers, did some single player stuff, but story mode was unselectable. Okay. I looked online, people were saying, yeah, I can't pick story mode, and people were having different suggestions like, oh, turn off the power of your system, uh, leave the game running, it's just, it's installing in the background, stuff like this, tried everything, didn't work. Um did a stream that night and then went back and played with it after by 6 a.m. in the morning. I finally managed to get it to work. Okay. What was the solution? Um, I had to completely kill all power to the PS4, turn it back on, play a bunch of random matches against the AI. And then it unlocked. Huh? Okay. So it was really weird. So that kind of fucked things up there, but finally got into it. Um, plays really good. If you like 9, you'll love 10. You mean X? Sorry, fuck it, it's 10. I don't care. Let's let's not pussyfoot around it. This is Mortal Kombat 10. Mm-hmm. 
I'm saying it's Mortal Kombat X. Mm-hmm. Um, Vitalities, really cool. Really enjoying them. Uh, Did you buy some yeah, easy fatalities? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> okay, all right, so let's talk about the easy fatality thing because it's a big thing. Um, you actually get them for free in the game as well. Yeah, from the crypt. Yeah, so you go around the crypt and you get them. It basically means you can hold down R2 and press either like square or triangle and you'll do a fatality automatically. As opposed to like a 10-button combo or something. It's not even a 10-button combo. I think all fatalities are five buttons, period. Okay. So like, I, I play as Johnny Cage and one of his fatalities is like back forward, back forward, square. That's a fatality. Okay. You just have to know where to be standing when you're doing it too, which is the other complicated thing but the game also has a fatality training set or mode so you can go into and be like all right stand here type this in yeah we turned off the fatality timer just do this you're good okay so it really it's just for people who want to spend money on it that's all and yeah so they have you can you can purchase like 30 like packs of these like easy unlocks right yeah so like 30 easy like we we were gonna talk about this in news, but I'm just gonna open up the thing now and yeah, let's do it and read it. Yeah, so was it five easy fatalities for a dollar, thirty yes. easy fatalities for five dollars? Yeah, yep. Keep in mind, this is also the Mortal Kombat that they released like five editions of and different statues at different company or retailers. So, oh god, I'd forgotten about all that too. <laughs> yeah. So much weird stuff. What was the book. most expensive version? I think it was like the ultimate collector's combat, whatever they call it, and it's like $200 or something, right? Yeah, it came with like a scorpion statue or something like that. And all, but wasn't all it the DLC communist like scorpion statue, the Cold War one? I think it was. Was it, a, was it a statue of Cold War scorpion? I think it was, yeah. Because there was a different statue. There was a new scorpion statue, an like classic scorpion statue and the cold war version that were available apparently at each different different retailer for like the collector's edition so in theory if you wanted all of those you had to buy the like 130 dollar version at three different places <laughs> it's insane uh, yeah i ended up getting was it the limited edition or premium edition or whatever it's called yeah. Basically, it's just the game, and it comes with the season pass. <laughs> you know what? So all That's all you need. Characters. <laughs> yeah. You get your Predator. I don't even remember who else is there. Predator, Jason, and two characters from like previous Mortal Kombat games. Yeah. They've announced them, though, right? Yeah, Tanya, and I can never remember the last dude, but he's from like one of the spinoff games. Okay. And and they show up in the story, too, actually. like You fight them in the story. Or at least that, I've, I, I've fought, I heard that, I've fought yes. Tanya so far. Cool. Yeah, I heard that, yeah. Cool. I've had some weird issues with the story. Um, I got the one chapter and then I lost a fight. So I figured, oh, the main menu's up here. I'll go to the main menu and then I'll turn on subtitles because I was trying to, like, I couldn't do it from the game. So did that Tremor as the character recorded Zayas Shade. Uh, so I went, turned on subtitles, went back to the story mode and the fight I lost, the game pretended that I had won and continued on and ignored it. Weird. Uh, so there's also an item you can unlock in the crypt that says that's fight skipping, which I think works in the towers and in story mode. Apparently, yeah, uh, you can't huh. you can't buy them like the easy fatalities, which is a little odd. I almost expected them they would do that. Um, 
but yeah, I guess I don't know. I didn't look like I it used one automatically. It just skipped ahead, which was weird because you get uh, money and experience boosts from winning the fights. So I got robbed of that because of the game glitched. I think it would be weird being able to do that in the story mode. That that too, like the tower fair. one is is kind of like it's it's just like a numbered thing. Like it's it's very clinical. But the story mode, like you're there for the story. Why would you skip anything? You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. Well, is the story good? Don't spoil it, though. I'm not far enough in it to it. Okay. Do they still do the thing where it's a cutscene and then it, like, turns into the game, like, the fight? Yeah, but they added okay. quick time events this time around, which kind of annoys me. Because I, I want to just, like... Did, did they not have that before? Not that I remember. Okay. Did you play Injustice? Yeah. Okay. Injustice had those weird minigames. Mini games? Yeah, like Joker was throwing like cards at someone or Harley was throwing cards at people. And okay. It's been a while since I played any of those. Yeah. But um I don't know. With a little bit I've played so far, I'm enjoying like, I'm really enjoying the gameplay. Feels like a solid fighting game. I have not tried Is Sub Zero still awesome? Uh I haven't played a Sub Zero yet, but he still looks pretty good. Is smoke in there? No. Oh man, I like smoke. Um they continue the story from nine. And they, okay. like, explain basically what happened at the end of it. And, like, it, it starts, like, a, like a year or, or I think they say a couple months after 9. And then it jumps ahead 20 years. So is everyone old? Yeah, like, Johnny Cage is in his 50s. Huh, all right. Interesting. And I guess as a result, kind of everyone else is, too. What's the grossest fatality you've done? I don't know. I don't really have one in particular. Goro has some pretty good ones. There's one where he like knocks you down to the ground, steps on your body, and then uses one of each of his arms to rip off a limb. Okay. Uh, and another one where he um, slams your head down so hard it goes down to your stomach. Then he rips off the skin from your stomach so you can see the head. I think it's called. Like, I think it's called peekaboo. It's so gross. Yeah. I don't know. I I like it. The gore is not for everyone, but uh, right. it's it's Mortal Kombat. It definitely yeah. is trying to like upset you while you're playing it. Um, it, when you go in the crypt, that's where you unlock like extras and stuff like that with the coins you earn. It's basically a dungeon crawler. Like okay. it's kind of like Dungeons of Dreadmore. Is that the or no Legend of Grimrock? It's like that kind of dungeon crawler. Nice, cool, and um. It has quick time events with jump scares, which is not as cool. It's more annoying than anything. You'll just be walking around the crypt, then suddenly a giant spider will jump on your face and scream at you when you have to press a button to kill it. If you don't Are these the equivalent of like the random like cart racer that was in Mortal Kombat? Like is it just one of those kind of mini games? No, it the the crypt they've had since Deadly Alliance, I think. And that's just where like you spend coins to unlock stuff for the rest of the game like more fatalities extra costumes uh okay like concept art and stuff like that okay i don't know it's but they made it like a puzzle too like to unlock new areas you have to find items and then use them it was actually really enjoyable uh if you really like Mortal Kombat 9 i highly recommend Mortal Kombat x cool very cool and i also today tried out the new street pass stuff yeah, I heard there's an update that, like, now you don't have to, like, talk to everyone. Yes. Which, that sounds great. 
Um, that is part of the VIP service, though. So here, let me explain what? what. Let me let me explain everything. So there's technically two updates. There's two new games they added: uh, Ultimate Angler, which is a fishing game, and Battleground Z, which is basically a beat 'em up, fighting okay. zombies. All right. Uh, I remember they did a whole Nintendo Direct with this stuff, but I just it was a while ago, so I don't remember it all. Yeah. So on top of that, they added. Um, what do they call the term? Let me just look it up here. Speech balloons. They they have different speech balloons you can get for your Miis as well, too, now, right, so instead of right. like the generic ones. Yep. Um, you buy them with the tickets that you get for doing certain things in the games. But they also added what's called uh, Street Pass Premium or Street Pass VIP, one of the two. There's Street Pass birthdays where you actually like get like marked down in a calendar the birthday of any street people you Street Pass. Is premium like you have to pay for this? What is premium? Yes, you you do. You have to buy for this as well. How much is premium? Uh, It's actually the same price as the games. I think it was. It was like six Six something six something Canadian, so five bucks US. Okay. Yeah, sounds like the worst thing. (laughs) Uh, Wait till I tell you what's in it, because you're not wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Street pass birthdays. You get extra tickets for costumes and uh, speech bubbles that way. The VIP room, which is literally just a room that you put Mies in, that they yeah. stay in. They never leave your uh, group Yeah, at so all. if you find, like, a cool me, you can be like, oh, I want you to stay here in the VIP room. Yeah, here's the problem, though. Um, you could just move them to Me Maker in, in the past, and that also saved them. So okay. th- this is, like, nearly pointless. Supposedly, like, any game that you summon Mies for, you can, like just go to the VIP room and summon them now. But I don't know for sure. That might just be for find me. Uh, and then they also, or they added the, the feature to like skip all the dialogue while street passing. Right. So it li- seems cool. Yeah. That's probably the most useful thing. And they added um, the music player mode where you can pick what music plays in the background of your, of your street pass. The problem that's is amazing. The problem is, you only get to pick the seven songs that they originally had for Street Pass theme songs. You know how, like, the more people you met, the more instruments they added? No, I didn't know that. Okay, so the more people you meet, the more instruments are added during Street Pass, up to, like, a seventh song. You can only pick through those seven songs, even though there are probably over 100-plus songs you could pick because of all the minigames. Okay. So it's kind of dumb. Did you buy it? I did, yeah. Why? Because I wanted to find out for myself what it was. Because they don't tell you all that. Okay. They t- they tell you basically for like the music player. They're like, yeah, you can pick any song you want. And then I was like, oh, you can only pick seven. Did they did they do the smart thing and increase the number of people you can street pass before it's full? Sure didn't. Great. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to highly recommend against the street pass VIP update. What about what about the games? The, uh, the games are actually really good. Okay. Games are, the games are excellent. The only problem is um, they actually take a lot of time to play. So okay. you can't right. just jam through them super fast like a bunch of the other ones. I thought they all t- took a while to play. No, well, I mean, the, some of them you can just like not really pay attention and just go through, like Flower Town or like Warrior's Way. Um, okay. the, like One of them requires you to like actively be running around attacking enemies and stuff like that, like a beat-em-up. And the other one requires you to like spin the control stick to like reel in fish and stuff like that and like 
press buttons at the correct time. Make sure you don't break your line. Okay. But they are really fun games. Oh, I, there's one last feature I mentioned. Uh, I forgot to mention. They added a Street Pass Vault for free, or if you buy the games. So any games that you're done with, you can just, like, get rid of, basically. Put them in, like... Yeah, and you can, like, reorder them and stuff, Yeah, right? reorganize them now. Okay. And any game that you've completed, they put, like, a gold medal on. So that you know you don't need to touch it again. It's, okay. Um, sounds dumb. Yeah, I mean, the content, like, the new costumes that I've seen so far seem cool. The speech bubble thing is kind of cool, but... Uh, Maybe, I don't maybe know if just I would get call the minigames. Custom speech bubbles that cool. Well, I mean, like, it's okay. better than nothing. It's all right. They're pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the minigames, totally worth it. The, Are uh, they cool, Paul? I mean, you have a 3DS. Did you, did you pick it up? Did you get your Street Pass VIP program? Yeah, bitch. You actually paid five bucks for it, did you? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, okay, Paul, you got the new 3DS. Yeah. XL. Yeah. You got the red one. Good choice. Smart choice. It was actually the only one they had left, so I was like, yeah, okay. (laughs) That's the one I would have grabbed. Um, I thought you had a 3DS. Weren't you talking about um, Tomodachi Life a while back? Yeah. That 3DS was given to Aaron. Oh, okay. Because, like, what am I going to do with it now? (laughs) I'm going to play some Majora's Mask. Don't play Codename Steam. Uh, yeah, I wasn't planning on it. I was actually planning on playing Xenoblade Chronicles. So, okay, yeah, that's kind of why I had to buy this one. <laughs> John, have you been playing any more Codename Steam? Um, a little bit. I played through like another mission. How do you like it? Eh. Okay, really, it's not really. My review went up for that today. I'm sure it was very damning. I really do not. <laughs> yeah. I almost felt bad when I was writing. I was like, man, I am being harsh to this game. Um, anyway, okay, anything else about Street Passing? Um, like I said, games are fun. Recommend it. Don't don't get the Street Pass VIP thing unless you want to unlock everything, like all the speech bubbles and costumes. That's the only, only reason I would recommend. And it's that. a bad reason. Yeah, that and it's the fun. skipping all the text in the Street Passing. Because, like, you can pick her option like oh i don't want to see your name oh i don't want to see your birthday i don't want to see your like when i saw that screenshot i was like oh i don't want to see any of this i want your puzzle piece yeah so you yeah can turn, that's all you, you are can turn me, all yeah. that off so they just you see the the me come in and leave that's not worth five bucks though no. not for me no it's not okay is that all you played that's all i played all right um uh, i didn't play too much um uh, i played through all of the main mission levels of box boy that game is so good. Is it's it? Really I was, good, isn't it? I was Ball looking Sport at is it. So good. Yeah, Paul, pick it up. Yeah, that highly, game is highly so recommended good. it. Highly recommend. Yeah, it. that's a, it okay. is great. It does the whole um, Hitman Go thing of like teaching it how to play by like making you start out slow, and then like the like there's only like so many mechanics in there, and the ways they mix up what you can do with those mechanics or the different obstacles to use those mechanics with are so good like there's 17 worlds in the main mission story it's, you know story in air quotes very loose in the main worlds 17 of them and every single world of seven stages has a new mechanic that doesn't like it's not changing how you play it's just changing how you think about your box creation powers um and it's it's so it's simple and it's it's delightful um one thing I actually didn't like is 
you know the wizard costume? Yeah. I didn't like that it lets you get an extra box in your construction. Because mm-hmm. that just makes it too easy. Like, this is a puzzle game. I don't want easy mode. So even when I had it equipped, I was like, oh, I'm only going to... I always thought one less. I'm like, I'm going to do it in that. Because I know I'm supposed to be able to. Did you get the other costumes too? The, the, there's three costumes that modify your gameplay. Yes, I have all the costumes. Okay. And I didn't want to play with those either. either. Ugh, I didn't want to play with those either because it just seemed like easy mode. Mm. Although, when I did start playing the harder stages, like the um, after you bit finish the story, yeah. I was like, man, if I had the ninja one, or even the rabbit one. I, I think I turned on the ninja one just to get through stuff faster. It it just seems like it would like like I was saying. I think it makes it too easy. But when I was playing the like the very first stage of the new area where it gets real hard, mm. um, I could see it making it a lot easier if I could jump higher or if I could run faster because that's when they that's when they introduce like uh, platforms that can fall and stuff. Yeah. Did you um, have you finished all the new content? Or all, all the I didn't content do any of it because oh. the issue I was having with it is it gets to the point where those ones like the amount of boxes you're allowed to use before you hit zero mm-hmm. is like like very precise now whereas yeah. before they gave you like one and a half as many as you needed oh you mean before just, the crown disappeared okay yeah 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 i guess you can go into the negatives but no I, I played through the whole thing getting every crown um and i just didn't want to like focus that hard on like making sure everything was super exact. It's it's not that bad. Like uh, you can just restart the stage and get your count back, and then jam through it super fast. That's what yeah. I, that's what I started doing if I was making too many mistakes. Or you can just like restart a checkpoint and then redo it. Yeah, yeah. No, I do I do like that you can just hit L and R to restart the checkpoint, nice and quick. That's that's great. I'm downloading um, it now. So I'll good, play. yeah. It's good choice. Good. I also choice. didn't play any of the time attack or score ones. Just I was just always playing the main levels you can you can skip them both tech uh, in my opinion uh time attack is literally just the other the stages you did in story mode but just a couple in quick succession oh okay uh score attack is our new stages but they're just like a contained room where you have to run around getting as many uh, icons as you can in a certain time limit okay um there's i want to say five maybe six uh extra worlds after you beat the story and There's they five. and they all introduce something new. Every single world does. Yeah, I don't. Sure. I, I want to tell you what the the last one is, but I guess it might be. Do you care about any spoiler? What the last thing is? I mean, I don't think I'm going to play them. Okay. Um, but I guess for people listening, maybe Paul. Oh, I don't uh, care about spoilers. Be, okay. Well, anyone listening for the next you know fifteen seconds, <laughs> you know, skip ahead. Yeah. Or what is it? Um, they expect you to make two sets of boxes, so you can disconnect your first one and then make a second one. I was seeing in the tips and tricks, one of them referenced that, and I was like, I don't, how do you do that? Yeah, that's specifically that's cool. for like the last chapter or last two chapters. That's definitely cool. That's definitely cool. Um, okay, so yeah, no, I uh, highly recommend Box Boy. Um, if you're looking for the fun from HAL Laboratories, you can skip their last game and save yourself a ton of money, and you can play this game and have a, like a way better time, in my opinion. Um, I also played Hearthstone because it came out on iPhone and Android. I've been playing it at work. Did it come out on Android? I wasn't sure about that. That's great. Um, It's awesome. (laughs) It's the exact same game, but I love having it on my phone. Yep. Um, They updated the UI perfectly for a phone. Like they, it's just kind of putting your hand off in the corner. 
That's that's the only like difference. Well, the bringing the stuff up and like they moved the UI stuff around so that it was tap friendly, basically. Yeah. Um, what else was I going to say? I, I don't know when this was implemented, but back when I, like the last time I played Hearthstone was probably last February on the iPad. Building a deck, they didn't have a deck helper. Mm, okay. Um, or at least I missed it. I don't. I don't think I recall. But it's in there now, at least. And that's great. Now I'm building other decks and actually playing more than just one class because it's easy to make a deck um, without just feeling like, am I making the worst deck ever? But um, anyway, yeah, that's great. It's way too big. The file size is way too big. I don't have that much space on my yep. phone. And it's it's a gig. Yeah, you I had to delete game three game. other games from my I phone. I had to do the whole thing where... Like, I don't know how this works on Android, but on iPhone, often apps will start to, like, cache stuff. So, like, if I delete Twitter and then reinstall it, it'll be smaller than it was. Right. I have to do that for, like, six different apps just to get their file size down and still have, like, enough extra space for when I'm downloading podcasts automatically and whatnot. But, yeah, that game is a gig, which sucks because I'm really enjoying it. That makes time go by real nicely. Yeah. But um, I'm just going to have to figure out space management until another year goes by and I upgrade my phone, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's free. Um, I noticed the, what is it? Black rock mountain, black mountain, black rock mountain. Yeah. The first episode isn't free. Like, uh, the spider one was really. Yeah. Hmm. Cause I was like, Oh, well I don't want to pay for anything. I'll just play the first episode. Like I did that last time, but no, the first one you, you have to pay for any, anything of black rock. Hmm. Which, that was Weird. kind of a bummer, but I shouldn't really complain that there's not enough free stuff in this game. It's it's totally fine. Um, Hannah in the chat saying, if I never played Hearthstone, is Android Hearthstone the way to, to get into it? It's not probably the way to get into it, but it is a avenue to get into it, yes. I would say it's the way to get into it. Like, they're all identical. They're the exact same game. It's not the way to get into it, though, because it doesn't... I mean, on the phone, it just doesn't run as good as it will even on a crappy PC. It just doesn't. But it is a way to do it, yeah. I think sure. it runs fine on my phone. It, I don't know what you're talking about. It doesn't I mean, I've only run played that the good. iPad version, and I think it runs fine. The game, Like I said, the game's identical. They're, everything syncs up into the cloud so you can move between devices if you want yeah. to. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, definitely try it out on your Android phone. It's, it is free to yeah. download if you have the space yeah. for it. So it's just the, it's just the biggest thing in the world. It's really um, big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like a tenth of the free space my phone even allows me after its like operating system. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, having a great time with Hearthstone. It's it's still a lot of fun. And you get a pack um, if you use the phone version. Like if you log in and stuff, they'll give you a pack of cards to open. Yes, yes, they do. You're right. You're right. Uh, that's all I've been playing. Let's go into the news. Uh, there was some big stuff this week. Yeah. So we already talked about Mortal Kombat. Yeah. We mentioned Hearthstone is out. But the big thing uh, earlier this week, I think it was specifically Monday, mm-hmm. Activision says, hey, guess what? Guitar Hero's back for reals. Um, yeah. They announced Guitar Hero Live. Yeah. Uh, John, did you see this as well? I heard of it and i saw some pictures but i don't know the full details okay i also saw the the new guitar which is interesting yeah let Mm. me uh let me school you let me drop some knowledge knowledge bomb right on your face um 
three buttons, but they're split in two. Yes. So it's like a three by two grid of fret buttons now. Um, which I was hearing a lot of people say, so, you know, it feels more like playing actual chords in a guitar. Um, that's the controller, obviously. And then the other big new change is full motion video. So yeah, the way the trailer showed it is think of you. So first person perspective and you're the guitarist of whatever band and you're like, you know, you're nervous before the show. You're like tapping your hands and stuff. You're in the backstage and then your band's like, all right, let's do this. And you're walking up, going up front and, and while you're playing, you're the guitarist the whole time. So you can look to your drummer and the drummer's like, yeah. And it's, and this is all full motion video. Yeah. And then uh, apparently what they did is cause there'll also be full motion crowd and they'll be like cheering for you. But if they're doing poorly, they'll be like, man, you suck. And you're the, like, what, what are you doing? And even like, you know, your band members would be like, come on, man, get it together. Um, is when they filmed this, they, they actually filmed it twice with like a robot camera so that the, the camera movements will be the exact same so that it can like seamlessly transition from like doing good to doing bad or vice versa without like a hitch in like the camera angle and whatnot. Um, but they I guess they got cover bands to dress up similarly to the bands that will be in the game and then played like all the songs. Yeah. So it's like always full motion video, you know, with the track thing on top of it. Yeah. So like when you look at your drummer, it makes sense that it looks like they're actually drumming and they're not just going like crazy where there's like a steady beat or something, because that would be hilarious. The song, if the song didn't match up, like how it looked, your band members, what they were doing. Yeah. Um, they also... Uh, I saw some. I saw Amazon saying uh, October twentieth, but then that was taken down, and I was a placeholder of December thirty first. Mm. So who knows exactly when it's coming out? I've also seen um, it's going to be a hundred bucks. PS four, PS three, not two. PS <laughs> three, Xbox One, three hundred and sixty Wii U. It's also coming to mobile, and you can use the guitar on it because it's Bluetooth. What? So if you okay. want to, so and apparently they literally said to people. If you want to be that guy on the bus, you can. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess lean into it. Uh, Wii U as well. I'm not sure if I mentioned that before. Um, uh, and the other, I guess the other thing along with it is uh, Guitar Hero TV or Guitar Hero TV Live, live TV. It's the streaming which, music service, basically, for their no, songs. But yeah, but what it's going to be is they're going to be having like constant music videos going 24-7 that you can yeah. just kind of tune into and play along with yeah. and everyone's playing the same thing. It's weird. <laughs> it's... And there'll be like leaderboards and stuff like that. It's kind of neat. Um, still no word on uh, like pricing structure for downloadable content, although I think I did hear that they're going to be focusing more on like we're not making sequels so much as we're going to just be releasing content. Um. So kind of the rock band idea. Um, and then one one um, phrase that I heard that seemed really uh, correct was that this seems kind of like a reboot for this genre, whereas Rock Band 4 seems kind of like them trying to solve some of the problems of the last one. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited because this seems super different. Like, out of the two, I like Rock Band 4 more. Like, I like, I shouldn't say that. I like Rock Band more. 
Guitar Hero Live only is the guitar, but this is just different, so I'm kind of more interested in this one now. There's also the fact that we don't know much about Rock Band 4 at the moment. Um, but, yeah, and they're also, yeah, someone at uh, Final Deluxe in the chat says, uh, I heard Skrillex is going to have some songs in this. Yeah, they've announced Skrillex for Guitar Hero Live. Great. Uh, so. <laughs> My favorite guitarist. I don't, I don't know, but, um. What what I'm confused is is like is every song gonna have this like live session probably like, this live full motion video like oh I don't know like you're thinking maybe it's just a mode for a certain group of songs or something like maybe just like the story mode has it and then there's bonus songs that don't have it or like because mm. that seems that would take so so much work to put to do that for every single one of them and especially like then you have to start thinking of like. If they're going to be focusing on downloadable content as their main force moving forward, is every new song going to be getting filmed? Because right, like these these are cover bands that had to play that specific song. Yeah. So that like, what's the price of these download songs going to be? Probably extreme if they do actually do that. If they yeah yeah like what yeah how's that going to work? And like, I, I know there's probably going to get into the thing of rock band versus guitar here. Like exclusive artists are going to be on individual ones, but like. It's not going to come down to which one I prefer more. It's going to be like, oh, it's cheaper on Rock Band. I'm playing that one. I, I just yeah. like how close this is to the announced timing of Rock Band 4, because we heard about that, what, a month ago now? Yeah, but we were also hearing rumors of New Guitar Hero yeah. before mm, this as I well. Guess. So it's just amazing that they're that both that close together after how many years of an absence? Well, I guess only like three or four. Well, they, they kind of did go away together. Yeah. Um. So, but like, I'm sure we'll see more at E3 about these. And I guess, you know, they're both coming out this fall. Um, I'm excited to play more music instrument games. I'm totally fine buying uh, plastic instruments again. I don't want to um, buy any more fucking guitars. So I'm doubting I'm going to pick this up. I, I'm, I'm, pick it up. I'm just happy they're actually like varying a little bit from Rock Band. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I, when I've been hearing this, I'm like, I want to play Guitar Hero again. I'm excited. Um, yeah, I guess we'll have to see what's uh, what's going to be happening. Um, let's see, what's the other news? I guess Paul put these next ones in. Yeah, so um, the Binding of Isaac's uh, DLC Afterbirth is coming out soon, and there is a straight-up Pokeball in it. <laughs> so, nice. Oh, I did see that. So that's going to be interesting. It's, it apparently is going to be an item that you use it to capture an enemy within the ball, and then you can spit them back out of it for that room, and they will fight for you. So it's great. Yeah, I, is, I just thought do that was have names. Like, is this called Pokeball? I think it's it is Friend Ball. Yep, that's ball. that's exactly it. <laughs> okay, it is a Pokeball though. <laughs> like, let's just call it what it is. I th- I thought that was hilarious, so I had to throw that in there. Um, is there any news about when the Afterbirth DLC is coming out? Uh, I think that article says summer. That's it. Summer still? Okay. Well, that'll be soon then. Well, the, ar- the article also says it's going to add like 100 hours mo- worth of gameplay because they're adding like another 100 items or something crazy. I-, I think another character and ending as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. That's going to be some fun times. Uh, the rest of these are basically additions from people on twitter and like submissions so 
GameStop to offer classic consoles and games. So GameStop is going to be selling stuff again. Oh, boy. All the way to the nest. Yeah, I was just looking at it. Okay, so you two actually worked at one of these types of locations, like these types of stores. Would this, like, just make you go, oh, shit, (laughs) or anything like that? What I'm thinking is these things, like, are way more finicky. Yeah. Like, like, Here, I see, here's I the thing, though, an issue. Sean, and you remember this. We've had a we had a surprising amount of people come in with retro games to trade them in. Mm-hmm. Did you have to turn them away though? Yeah, because we yeah. couldn't take them, or or they'd only be worth a penny. That was more the right. more common thing is they'd only be worth a penny. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But um, reading the article, it says that apparently they're trying it in two markets. One being like New York City, I think, and uh, any retro games that get traded in or consoles go to their store or like their warehouse where they'll like be tested clean to make sure they all work. And they said the turnaround time for like a, an item being traded into an item being put on a store shelf is two months. Okay. Yeah. So that's a lot more. I don't reasonable. remember what the turnaround time for like defective stuff was. Cause, but cause we did send away defective stuff. Mm. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to think like, cause a lot of the old stuff are cartridges and, like, the only things we took that were cartridges were, like, Game Boy and DS carts. And... Well, we would take N64 as well. It just was really uncommon. Oh, did... I don't think I ever took one. But just the way that I would check if it was good is I would look at it and does it look broken? No? Okay, it's going on this shelf. I mean, that's how you tested it, yeah. Yeah, but, like, again, like... And keep in mind, a lot of those games, like, um, NES specifically, had, like... Or was it... Or am I thinking SNES? I think I'm thinking SNES. Like, with the battery in there for your save file and whatnot? Mm. Like, what if that's gone? Well, that's SNES, Game Boy. That's a bunch of them. Game Boy had the battery, too? Like, like in cartridges? Yeah. Pokemon. Like what? Pokemon has a battery in it? I didn't know that. Yeah, any, ga- any yeah, game that any actually cartridge. saves your scores or yeah. any, like, save file has a battery in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'm learning so much. <laughs> Yeah, any game with a, any cartridge-based game. I guess so. Yeah, because it's storing it on there as opposed to on the system, like all the. Uh, it, so wait, so memory cards have batteries on them, obviously. Then. Um. Like it must, right? Yeah, but I forget. It's, it's different. It's a different kind of thing for memory cards. Okay. Because they're a different type of save measure, but I cannot remember what it is. Wouldn't it just be kind of like a flash drive? Like when it yeah, plugs, it just holds the memory. memory. Yeah. It's it's some sort of flash memory, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that's the thing. It's I don't think it's gonna really take off. Um, here's the thing. I think it's gonna. It depends on how they price stuff. If they actually price stuff reasonably, then it'll take off great, which will yeah. really screw over mom, well, of course mom, mom and pop stores. I guess it's GameStop. They're, well, you're saying they're not gonna price it reasonably? Yeah. Yeah. They don't price used games reasonably. That's true. So yeah, yeah. if anything, it's really just gonna keep things the same. <clears throat> okay, what's this next one? 2K Australia uh, closes doors. They did uh, the pre sequel, did they not? They did. The, yeah. Yeah. So apparently, so that just came out. The cost of uh, operating out of Australia apparently was too much, so they closed their doors. They are out. So that's Crazy. that. Didn't didn't they also do Bioshock Two, or is that Perth? Is that a different group? Uh, oh, specifically, oh, I think that was um, Perth. This is Canberra or whatever. Oh, so yeah. that there's still some sort of 2K Australia stuff probably i would think so 
Yeah, it just says here that they're the ones who did the pre-sequel. So, yeah. Okay, so these next two are kind of weird ones. Yeah, they're attached to Bioshock, Bioshock 2, Bioshock Inframent, the Bureau, XCOM, Declassified, Freedom Force, Tribes, Vengeance. This is is super tangential, but because we're talking about Borderlands, there's like a contest going on. I just saw Major Nelson tweeting about it, Mm -hmm. where I forget what you had to do exactly or how to enter, but the prize was getting like a series of Borderlands-themed furniture. Wait, what? Wow. And I was just like, who on earth would want that? Yeah. And all it was, it was a picture of the couch, and it was, like, tannish and had, like, I don't know, camo on it, like, sand camo or desert camo or whatever. Okay. But just the concept of Borderlands-themed furniture set. It's ridiculous. It's like, I don't want to win that. Throw that in the garbage. That was a weird thing to see. Okay, what's this other... Okay, weird story. Sony uh, is trying to make a Smash Bros. movie. Yeah, or series. Or series. Yeah. So, um, Avi Arad, one of the producers and, like, writers for many of the Marvel stuff, he's basically just a dude with money that produces, like, movies, was in talks, apparently, with someone at Sony, and Smash Brothers came up, basically, in some emails or whatever, so there were some talks about a Smash Bros. movie or something, and that's ridiculous. So there's not really any, like... That is ridiculous. There's not anything in this article that's, like, really solid to work with. It's just kind of silly, which is why I pulled it. And yeah, right. so, someone from Koei Tecmo was also involved. Apparently that's helping continue the discussion on this, too. Yeah, Arakawa. Yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. I would love it. I would love to see what they do with the Smash Brothers movie. And in that regard, another thing here. So, Sony more Sony related news. They were thinking of doing a Sonic movie, maybe? Yeah, there was talks Gross. about a while ago. But the weirder part is that Dr. Seuss's estate emailed them and said a Dr. Seuss movie would be more profitable. Oh, wow. So, Doctor, I would. Well, yeah, I yeah. I mean, between the two, I'd be more interested in a Doctor Seuss movie. Yeah, I just find it funny that the estate of Doctor Seuss was just like, no, no, no Sonic, more Seuss. Instead. Yeah, give us exactly. I mean, like, I don't really like the Lorax movie. It wasn't terrible, but I don't like Sonic. So. I guess they feel similarly. We've never seen a Sonic movie, though. It could be Too Fast, Too Furious, only with I th- him. I thought that's what uh, Wreck-It Ralph was. I mean, he was on all the marketing for that. Mm. Have you not seen Wreck-It Ralph? What? Have you seen Wreck-It Ralph? Yeah, I did. I really liked it. Okay. I saw it twice. Yeah, because he, he's in, like, a poster. I yeah. know. He he does next to nothing in the movie, but he was all over the marketing. Right. Well, he's a, I guess he's, you know, he's a bigger name character. I don't know. Do kids like Sonic? Like, I guess people are still buying them. I've heard the cartoons all right for Sonic Boom. I've heard the mm. opposite. Really? <laughs> yes. Are you sure I, it's I not? The, the, are you sure it's not the game Sonic Boom they're talking about? I don't think there's anything good with Sonic's name on it these days. Sonic Boom's got a seven out of ten on IMDb. That's crazy. Okay, maybe I was. Maybe it was the game. I thought it was the cartoon. The game's like. Renowned for oh, being yeah. terrible. No, no so. one likes the game. 
Uh, last little bit of news. Uh, we got uh, confirmation that Star Wars Battlefront comes out November 17th. Sweet. Yep. That's the thing. Yep, that's cool. All right, uh, let's go on to the questions. here sweet all right so if anyone wants to send in an email or anything like that to send in a question where do they go top down perspective at gmail.com facebook <laughs> top down perspective no one said anything i just i know with it i know it's fine it's fine it. yeah top down perspective on facebook and tdp podcast on twitter that's right you're good at that First one comes in uh, from Dunsparce and Diglett says, besides nothing, what are your least favorite ways a game could make itself more challenging when advancing in difficulty? Bullet sponges. I hate it. Oh, that's it's- true. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm just going to I'm gonna reach into my bag of bullshit from Codename Steam, and what's going to come out? Oh, Characters that are literally so tiny that your gun can only target them an unknown percentage of the time. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay, great. Oh, what's this? There's more in this bag? Oh, respawning enemies that never end, so you can't get a break. Oh, cool. Okay. This oh, we got some more in here. So, enemies that have such a high shield, the shield only opens when all the other enemies are dead, but they respawn literally every turn, so the shield's always up. Huh. Those are all three great examples, actually. I could, I, I could keep going. <laughs> oh, this enemy pops out of the ground, like, almost anywhere, and you can't really kill it? Okay. I think he answered for all three of us. <laughs> I don't need to say shit. He's got to cover it. <laughs> all right. Uh, one press L2P writes, Have you played any games which were easy or just okay for the majority and then had a large difficulty spike out of nowhere? Uh, Final Fantasy? Insert mm. number here. <laughs> sure. You're yeah. not wrong. You're not That's wrong. basically why I like, haven't beaten so many Final Fantasies because it was like, I played up to the final boss and then it was like, hey, you should grind. And I was like, no. Yeah. Bravely, any RPGs. Bravely Default, Bravely Default has the same problem. Mm. Yep. That's good. Love Although RPGs. I wouldn't really say it's a difficulty spike with Bravely Default. It's just like not fun anymore. Mm. No, if you try to do those those like side bosses and stuff and even the final boss, it just becomes like a pain. Actually, you know what? You're right. The final boss, I could do everything but the final boss and then I had to grind for a while. Yeah. Thank goodness they had that like auto attack thing, and I could just not focus. Uh, trying to think of anything else, because like yeah, any any RPGs like that. Hmm. I'm having trouble thinking of more ideas. Usually they ramp pretty decently. I find. Yeah, nothing's nothing's coming to mind for me. All right. All right. Let's go to the next one. Bratomi writes in, "What games are out there right now that are like Tomodachi Life but playable?" <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I believe it's called Animal Crossing. The Sims? What's yeah, that fantasy so life Sims. game all about? I heard people talk about that. Uh, it's got it's got more action and stuff going on. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I believe you can still like customize your room and stuff, but I never really focused on that, so I don't know how in depth that part is. But it was definitely more action oriented. 
Um, okay. That might Harvest be more Moon. playable then. I, I feel like Harvest Moon doesn't really have like the collecting people and more socializing thing, which might be what they're looking for. I guess, yeah, maybe. Then it's more of like a time management thing like Harvest Moon is or like Rune Factory. But Rune Factory at least has fighting and monsters. Mm. Yeah, I guess Animal Crossing is the closest thing. Second and, and Life? The and The Sims. <laughs> I don't know. Second Life. <laughs> Wait, Second Life just closed down. Did they? What? Amazing. Yeah. Okay. No, no, sorry. I'm thinking of PlayStation Home. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Second Life's still going strong. Right. Right. I go by that office so like every day. Weird. <laughs> yeah. All right, Arthur writes, have you heard the Ryu and Roy rumors in Smash? If so, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so supposedly in the uh, code for the new update, they found Ryu's theme from Street Fighter 2, and they found references to Roy in there. I can't remember what it was. And it's a reputable like person known for like hacking 3DS. Hmm. Okay. So it... There's signs that Roy is coming back and that Ryu will be another guest character added, which kind of makes sense because Capcom and they've already sure. got Mega Man. Yeah. And he, and he is a pretty memorable character, but at the same time, I don't know how well he'd fit. Yeah. I mean, they've made other characters like work them in there. Snake was a weird addition. That's true. Um, I guess, yay for Roy. He was my favorite character that I played as in uh, Melee. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would be kind of cool. Have we ever even gotten a North American version with Roy, though? Of Fire Emblem? Yeah. Um, the first... I know he was a little kid in like the end of one. Yeah, that's the the end of the first GBA one that we got. Yeah, because that's, that's his the dad, only time. Right? Yeah, that's the only time yeah. Roy has actually been in a North American Fire Emblem, unless yeah. you count DLC and Awakening, where they had like you fought all the previous lords. Right, yeah, that was just, yeah, that was outside of any, like, story. Oh, we got a chat follow-up to the question somebody asked on Twitter. If Roy comes back, what way would you want to see him as he looked in Melee or as he did in the DLC from Awakening? What was the difference? I, I have no idea. I'd have to look it up here. Yeah, I don't know what he looked at as in the DLC. I guess I'll look it would be that. great if they added Ryu, because then they would probably make an amiibo of him, and I could have a little Ryu statue. That would be kind of nice, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, that's a pretty cool look for Roy. Yeah, I'm looking at him now. Yeah, he looks pretty cool. Um, I guess that one, not only because he looks cool there, but just because it's different. Like, I yeah, played it's as very the other different, Roy. yeah. I played as the Roy so many I, times. So. My concern for this is Roy was a clone of Marth, and we already have Lucina. Mm-hmm. But he was slower and more powerful. Yeah. So what, we're going to have another variation? Are we going to have a Star Fox situation from Brawl where we had Falco and I was going to say, like, we have tons of clones already, so, like, whatever. Yeah, but we don't have, like, dual clones anymore. It's de- it's down to singles. Is it? Yeah. I guess Luigi's pretty different. From... Luigi's very different. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe they'll... Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. Who knows? All right. right. <laughs> okay, last question comes from... Oh, no, last question from Twitter. 
comes from Inag7. Any chances of either meeting John or Paul at CCE on Saturday or Sunday? Um, might. Debating whether or not I'm going to be there on Saturday. Depends on how tomorrow goes and if I get everything done I need to. Uh, you can. I mean, Paul's going to be at the... Yeah, uh, if you go the Extra, extra life. life booth between 3 and 7 p.m., I'll be there. So, yeah. And that's Saturday? That's Saturday, yeah. And Tom's going to be walking around, so I guess if you can see him. Yeah. I'm yeah. just going to be running around shopping and stuff. All right, Aaron writes, any of you guys ever played any of the Clock Tower games? I'm currently playing Clock Tower on PS1, and it's fantastic, if a bit dated. Game... Sorry, it's a fantastic game with a lot of heart. There's four games, one on Super Famicom, two on PS1, and one on PS2. Also, Haunting Ground is kind of a spiritual successor, I guess. Anyway, that's my question, enjoying the podcast. Yeah, I've played all um, of them. I really like the uh, Super Famicom Clock Tower. Big fan of it. I have a reproduction card of it. I've never heard of these. What genre are these? Horror. Uh, point, and click, like point and click survival yeah. horror. Nope. They're good, man. They're pretty good. They're fun. And that new uh, Project Scissors is also a spiritual successor. Yeah. Or Night Cry, is that what it's called now? I don't remember what it's Project actually called. Project Scissors? Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. There was a Kickstarter for something called, like, Codename Scissors, Project Scissors, Head Scissors, and I think now it's called the game's called Night Cry or something like that. Mm. Okay. I haven't really heard of this either. I really like Clock Tower 2, because that game does some weird shit. There's a bunch of different chapters, and each chapter is kind of a different, like, horror genre, almost. I don't know. Clock Tower 2 is pretty good. Clock Tower 3 does some weird stuff with time travel, kind of, but with serial killers from different eras and places and stuff. And Clock Tower 1 is probably my favorite on the PS1. Uh, The Famicom one's okay. The Super Famicom one. It's my least favorite because it's the most slow based on its limitations of the hardware. Alright, this last one. A bit of a long one. David writes, Did any of you hear about EV Games' recent mess-up and why they had to cancel a number of pre-orders for Wave 4 Amiibos? Um, You can find some official statements on EV Games' Facebook page, but here's a summary. So he says... Apparently, uh, EB Games decided to start in-store uh, Wave, I guess, 4 pre-orders yep. on April 3rd. April 3rd was Good Friday. The majority of EB Games stores were closed for the holiday, but some were open. The next day, stores that were closed offered pre-orders as soon as they opened. Somehow, the amount of Amiibos sold on Friday was not monitored closely, so almost all pre-orders were accepted early Saturday, including full deposits. A week later, a large amount of pre-orders made on the Saturday were cancelled mostly for Robin and Lucina Amiibos from what I've seen. Um, And he continues, As it turns out, Amiibos weren't uh, distributed to stores until way after pre-orders went live. Some stores had to call customers individually to inform them that they found out they were getting only a few, and in some cases zero, of certain Amiibos to sell. Most likely due to stores opening are most likely due to stores open on Good Friday, selling most of their region stock. Uh, very few Friday orders were affected. Uh, full refunds and a discount on a future Amiibo purchase were offered as an apology to those affected. 
I think EB Games wanted to use Good Friday to reduce the load of pre-orders made in one day, but ended up really hurting the reputation of their stores closed on Good Friday. Yeah, I heard about this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize that a bunch of stores were closed on Good Friday, because I think every store in Calgary was open. And I went in for, like first thing Friday morning and got my pre-orders, so... Yeah, apparently, like, also the other thing was no one was in head office because it was long weekend, so no one was monitoring it at all. Yeah, right, exactly. It was also kind of dumb. Like, if they were so going to really, do that, they had to Really, keep this is there. more of a corporate goof up, yeah. Yeah. Do you think yours were open because Calgary's a big city? Yeah. I guess so, yeah. I think it also depends because uh, we're not at a point where certain provinces still don't open their stuff on, like, Sundays and holidays, right? I have no idea. No idea. Is that a thing? That that used to be a thing. I okay. Think. Which provinces did that? I don't know. I just I mean, it might have been more of a case of like back in the day because I know that was mainly a case in Newfoundland. Like nothing really like was open on a Sunday, and now it's just like yeah, just whatever. Sunday's another part of the weekend. Just do whatever. Hmm. Sunday fun day. Yeah, exactly. The only thing right. that was really open on Sundays were like restaurants and church. And church. Church is always open. Is church always open? Depends on the church. <laughs> yeah, some of them actually do close. <laughs> so. um, okay, well, thanks for the story. Um, once again, if people want to send in questions and stories and whatever else, next week, it's uh, topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, or the Facebook group, Top Down Perspective. Gentlemen, what is your games of the week? What are your games of the week? Mine is Box Boy. Uh, even though it was a bit annoying getting it set up, Mortal Kombat X. Grand Theft Auto 5 on the PC. Actually, someone in the chat mentioned, John, that stuff you can unlock in uh, Mario Deluxe was like the Boo runs. And I do remember playing those, and there's like different colored Boos. And it was, I think it was like the black Boo was the hardest. Oh, man, I forgot was, like, about yeah, the pink Boo. Runs. boo. I'm pretty I sure playing you can a lot I'm of those. Pretty sure you can unlock lost levels as well in that game. I don't remember that one. I think a green boo was the easiest. I remember really enjoying that stuff. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, so we will be back next week. Um, if you're going to the comic expo. We'll look for John and Paul, I guess. Yeah. But thanks for tuning in, everybody, and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.